Can you hear me? Can you hear me I'd first? Like a, 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 that was pretty Better. good. Is that all right? All right. You, you yeah. give it a go. What? But you- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making noise. Yeah, but I reckon yours is still better than mine. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Publish, Perish or Podcast, your opportunity to look behind the scenes of science to see if science likes travelling for work. I'm Andy Stapleton and joining me today are Christopher Teabag Gibson. G'day Andy. G'day Schmoopy. And Cameron Schmoopy Shearer. Good results Chris and good feedback Andy. Thank you very much. Thank you very much everyone. Uh, Travelling. Love it, hate it, loathe it. Kiss it, love it, marry it, go. Does science love traveling? You, do you? I love traveling. Really? I love it. Oh, I love why? It. Well, I used to love it more than I do today. Now, traveling with kids, it's a little bit more problematic. So yeah. Not quite as enjoyable. What about but traveling for work? Traveling for work? Yeah. Yeah, like that can com- be fun. Conferences Absolutely. and stuff, you like that? Great fun. Yeah, I just did one with uh, me and the old gas cook recently. Oh, I yeah, you told about us about that. We shared a room. It was awesome. Yeah, good. Shreepsa, work travel. I used to think it was one of the best things about science. So I barely had left my home city when I finished my degree. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But then I got to travel all over the country first, conferences, um, doing experiments, and then also traveling internationally, got to see the world because of science. I now, can show you the world. Yeah, that's that's how it was. Yeah. And then it was like Aladdin 2 where I assume things go wrong. I don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Is there a sequel to Aladdin? I think there's about four sequels. Is there really? I didn't even know that. Straight to video release? I think (laughs) definitely the third one was. They got Robin Williams back for the third Aladdin. Oh, wow. Bloody hell. Before he uh, became a genie. Yes. All right, good. Uh, But now I find travel a little bit tedious and boring and it kind of like the week before travel, you're either really busy trying to get ready for what you want to do or I'm ready early and so I have a pretty lazy week leading into it and then when you come back, it's hard to get going again. Uh, Traveling, generally traveling by ourselves, it can be a bit boring as well. Uh, Let let, let me field this one and let me summarize it. When you're as well-traveled as the three of us and you've been to so many countries and you've, you've racked up so many travel points and... You're a huge travel snob. It does get boring traveling. I hate to say it. But only if you're traveling cheap, right? I reckon business class travel all the time would be pretty good. Yeah, it could be very good. I think that Never having like a lot of the time you can really feel in with like nice hotel rooms or like just go to nice restaurants. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And Andy? Uh, same thing. I used to love it. It used to be brilliant. Send me away uh, all around Australia internationally. I loved it. Um, but now, so... Uh, in my news, I'll talk about how much I've travelled over the last three weeks, mm-hmm. and it's just a little bit annoying. Yeah. Mm. Just well, looking is, forward yeah. to being yeah. in one place. Yeah. What a horrible first world problem to have! Eh? Yeah, it is. It oh, is. so it successful is. and awesome! I need to go everywhere. Um, science, though, schmooper, schmoop, schmoopy, schmoops to schmoopers. Well, just <laughs> just one of those. Schmoopy, rupee, namoopy. Is that it? Is it? That is it. Yeah. Okay. What uh, do you think science would do? I think science would like traveling for work uh, just because it, as 
as I often say, it wants to experience everything. Yeah. And sometimes it is imperative. Imperative. That's a good yeah. word. Good mm. on you. Uh, to travel for work. And it was just going to do the best thing for science, not necessarily a good thing for it and its mental health and well-being. Brilliant. Gibbo? No, science hates traveling. <laughs> Why? Absolutely. Because science yeah. doesn't just travel around the planet. Tri- science travels uh, interstellar distances. Right. And it hates the fact that it can't travel faster than the speed of light. Right. Relativity, it's a huge bummer for science. It wants to get everywhere as quickly as possible and it can't get there as fast as it wants. So right. it hates traveling. Okay. Good. But that's not enough, really a problem for science because of time dilation. It wouldn't really experience that much time during the travel. No, it does, absolutely. Yeah, it still does. It gets bored. <laughs> okay, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're uh, And I think science <laughs> would enjoy traveling for work because science is kind of everywhere and nowhere at the same time. It's kind of in Ooh. our hearts, in our faces, it's in our like, hands. It's a bit science like, works through us. Is it a bit like the Christmas spirit? It is <laughs> like the Christmas spirit. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, it's non-existent. No, um, so... One thing I remember traveling what? was meeting other Aussies when you'd travel. Aussie, you, yeah, you-, you know you know how you can tell if there's Aussies in the place? Oh, no. You go, Aussie, 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 and you hear, oi, 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 and you're like, yeah, Aussies. <laughs> and Aussies are very bad travel snobs. And I remember every time you'd meet one, they'd be like, all right, where you been? And yeah. you'd go down the list of things. And the pl- one place you'd been, you hadn't been that they had, they'd be like, that's the best place in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy, you ever been to Egypt? No. Oh, it's the best place in the world. <laughs> Cameron, have you been to Egypt? No, but you know the best place no, in the world. No, 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 no. <laughs> Egypt is such a great ancient place with amazing history. If you haven't been there, I, I just don't really know what you're doing walking Have you on the even travelled? Yeah. Why, why even leave the country if you're not going to get Egypt? Anyway. Have you been to Crete? Uh, no, but that's not as good as Egypt. I've heard that it's like the new Egypt. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> nice one. It's a turkey version. It's, it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> News for the week. Yay. Uh, I'll go first. So, guys, been everywhere, been doing everything. Done everything. Um, so, last week I was in Sydney for the Australian Science Communicators Conference. That Sydney. was great. Uh, this week I was in a conference in Adelaide called South Start. Adelaide. And there's an opportunity for me to go to Brisbane. Bris Vegas. Yeah. Oh, I was say that. Nice. Uh, for nice. me to go to Bris Vegas, also known as Brisbane, next week if if I win a pitching competition tomorrow, Monday. You afternoon. have to throw a pitch? I do, yeah. I have to do baseball. Cameron, what are the chances of that going Ooh, well? Sports. Do you want to do you want to go in the backyard and throw <laughs> toss, some balls? Toss some balls around? Do you want, I would yeah. love Cameron, to. Do you want to, to finish this podcast with Cameron yelling at you? <laughs> <laughs> and you crying? Follow through with your shoulder. Is that what you say? Well, if you need to. I if mean, you need to. Maybe yeah. you're already doing it. Yeah. I oh, that's what that. I do. No, yeah. Um, so the conference was great. Uh, and I hinted at Pitch at Palace, which I'm pitching three minutes, one slide, verbalize.science in front of His Royal Highness, the Duke of York. Holy Ooh. shit. Yes. Who's, who's Who that? is the Duke of York? Uh, one of the Queen's sons. Oh, He's okay. kind of like not the known one. He's kind of like the the kind of like yellow Power Ranger of the royal family. So like no not, one really likes him not, or knows of him, but he, he's there. It's not Chuck. It's not Andy. It's uh, what's the other one? Is it Graham or George? No, I it's. Remember. I think it's Andrew. 
Andrew. I think it's Andrew. Because there's Prince another Andrew. one after him that's even less well known. Yeah, yeah, they're all. Andrew's rubbish. reasonably well known. He's the one who married Fergie, isn't he? Was it? Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe I could get some. Uh, I could get access to him through Fergie. Fergie, do you remember that? Yeah, just sold access. I think Millions Andrew's number number two. He's number two, I, I, my I'll friend. I'll rank him. You rank two. him. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I saw him. I mean, he looks like every all the rest of them. This podcast coming out after the picture. It is, <laughs> yeah. So thank, thank Christ God, for yeah. that. Uh, Luckily, the royal family is reasonably unpopular. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so three minutes to pitch one slide. So once again, I, I, I've talked to a number of people uh, about this today, but they do not want a business pitch. They want a performance. Ooh. Guess what I am? Steve Jobs. A con man. Oh. Guess what con men are good at? <laughs> Performing, yeah. So I'll be yeah. fine. Uh, I I feel like the Brisbane round I'll be able to get through to. I'm very confident because I am a good pitcher. But whether or not I go to the UK for the finals, which is in London, I'll find out at the end of next week. Um, but it's very exciting. That's pretty good. How, were you invited to be part of? Yeah. Part of so this? you have to apply. I think there was like over. A hundred companies applied, and they whittled them down to twenty-two You've or something. Beaten oh, a bunch of people. A, yeah, you've already. already got street cred yeah. just for going along. Yeah, yeah. that's right. I would say it's nice to be in there, but you're yeah. saying I'm going to make it to Brisbane. I'm making it to Brisbane, <laughs> mate. That's my. That's it. It's not just nice to be there. He's he's, I'm he's there boldly stating he's not going only further. are you confident you're going to make it to Brisbane, but you've made us record this podcast three days early because you're sure, sure you're going to be going to Brisbane. Go to Brisbane. Yeah. 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 I'm off to Brisbane, guys. Yeah. Top eight. Easy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, that's good. And like I said, potential to go to the UK, which will be great. When I go to the Palace, there's a potential as well that I could be when, pitching. When I go to the Palace, did you hear that? <laughs> when I go to the Palace. Yes. There is you're a, getting past Brisbane. Yeah, mate. Sense. It's easy. This pitching yeah. business. Like I said, I'm a conman. Well, I just again, say what I want. What they want me to hear. And there well, was a social event I invited Andy to before, and he already said, sorry, I'm in the UK. Oh. For <laughs> <it."> <laughs> I missed that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Too many drinks today. Oh, love it. Hell. Love it. Love it. They're flying past me. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm off to, off to the UK, uh, apparently, as well, in December, <laughs> which is wicked. Uh, get to meet the Queen, which is nice. And, uh, what would you say? What would I say? Yeah. Apparently, you have to say Your Royal Highness the first time you've said something when you first meet her. Mm-hmm. And then you can say Mom after that. Okay, but you don't like following rules? No, no, I probably won't do that. Mm-hmm. I'll, well, so this is my experience with the Royal Family so far. Um, you've got experience with the Royal Family already? Yeah, look, me and me and Charles... You we're and best Chuck? mates, me and Chuck. It, we uh, he came to an opening of a primary school that I played Sam before when I was in high school, mm-hmm. and we had to. Yeah, I know it's a weird combo. Oh, okay. Uh, and anyway, I helped the opening of the primary school, I guess, with the high school samba band. Okay. Have you and been doing samba since you were in high yeah, school? Yeah, mate. Oh, I didn't. Realize. Yeah, since I was eleven. Um, cool. Yeah. Thanks, mate. <laughs> How long have you been doing sport? <laughs> About the same. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> um, this is going off the rails. I'm not going to give you beers more often. Uh, so, this is my experience. I, uh, I played my samba and then we were all told, if he speaks to you, you have to say, thank you, your royal highness. And then you can say, sir, afterwards. Uh-huh. Right? So he said to me... Similar rule to the queen. Similar, right. similar rule. So, we're going we're gonna to so taste you. I had to... Uh, I played and I had a little solo in it. And uh, he came up to me afterwards and he went, young drummer boy. Very good, right? Like, <laughs> That's remarkably, <laughs> remarkably like what he actually sounds yeah, like. Yeah, so what I do is, if you want to impersonate Chuck, uh, you act like you're throwing up in an English accent. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Wrong rubber boy. Jesus, that is uncanny. Uh, is Charles in the room? Yeah. Oh, rubber boy. Very good. Yeah, so it was like that. And uh-huh. I said to him, of course, following all the rules, cheers, mate. Oh. <laughs> cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Uh, anyway, so look, it's all good. Um, that's my news. Now, I refuse to let your news finish right now. Who? Because you talked up this trip to Sydney quite oh, a lot that you I went did. to last week. That's right. And we talked about the coffin a lot oh, of times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we coffin talked tube. about the podcast coming up with Dr. Carl, yeah. Australia's number one science communicator. Yeah. How were those two things? So, first of all, let's do Dr. Carl. Really great. Met him. Nice chap. Had a photo selfie. Good for the personal branding. Got it on LinkedIn. Got it on Twitter. I saw that Twitter. On Twitter. Yeah. Uh, got that out there, which was great. Um, spent a little bit of time with him. Uh, not long, but, you know, nice little chat. Uh, and during the podcast, me and him had a nice interaction. And he mm. called, you know how he calls everyone Dr. and like Dr. Oh, their first name? Yeah. He was like, um, I don't know. What do you think, Dr. Andy? Mm. And I like that made me feel good inside. Okay. Like, even is, though I am a doctor. Is that, was, what do you think about him? It's, it's a little bit belittling, don't you think, when he calls people in the world doctor and then their first name? You mean ordinary yeah. people? Yeah. You mean like non-PhDs? <laughs> I don't like it. Okay. Dr. Carl, stop doing it, mate. Yeah. I know you listen to this now. Send him that message, please. Okay. I will. Yeah. No, and, look, and that podcast no, is out, isn't that, it? Yeah, it's already out. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I've not oh. actually listened to it, actually, but that's out. It's called Stem Punks is the podcast. Stem- that's a bit like Steampunks. Yeah, apparently you couldn't get Steampunk. Yeah. Already I'm, taken. Mm, Very good. Uh, and your question, I haven't listened to the podcast. Yeah. When are you supposed to talk about what does STEM mean to you? Oh, mate, I rocked it. I said that for me... It's the gaps in between the letters that is the most important oh. because that shows. <laughs> I know, I know, because there's space for collaboration. Oh, well, I, I actually don't see the word STEM. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I see. I'm turning into Prince Charles. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to vomit. I see an orgy of letters. Yeah, I'm going to vomit in an Australian term. accent. Oh my god. Yeah. Well done. I mean, that's that's. That is classic pitching stuff. That is classic media dribble. That yeah. is perfect. Isn't it man. great? Well thanks, done. Mate. Well thanks, done. thanks. And and to answer your second question, I'm the coffin. Yeah. The uh the coffin uh was absolutely fine. Mm. It was futuristic. It was uh <laughs> I actually know one thing I did have to do was it had a series of lights and buttons that you could push, but when you turned off the lights to show where the lights were, there were LEDs on. Ooh. So in fact, even when all the lights were off, Ooh. there was like LEDs, like okay. they were low level, but Blinking. like you in could a still pitch black room. Exactly, it's still. So I had to cover up all of the LEDs with like socks and <laughs> like t-shirts. Uh, it was noisy. I got woken up a couple of times, but it was much better than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Was that the people uh, on the other tubes banging yeah. against them as yeah. they... Someone got in the one above me. I was on the bottom row and someone got in and like, I assume just belly flopped into their bed because <laughs> it like, it just like shook the whole Lord. thing. Uh, it wasn't as bad as I w- was fearing. No claustrophobia um, at all? No, not at all. I quite, I quite liked it. It was, it felt, it felt fun. Wow. So is there a better... How many levels of coffin are there in this? Two. Is there, is there a better level if you were to book again? Would you uh, request a top or a bottom? I quite like the bottom because... Oh, it's, because they were made of cheap plastic. Like, actually, they were, they were like solid construction, but 
they were made to look futuristic with a cheap plastic veneer, mm-hmm. which meant that as soon as people stood on the stairs to get up to their bunk on mm-hmm. the second one, all you heard was the creaking of plastic. Do you oh, know what I mean? Like okay. that weird, like under strain uh, plastic sound. So I would say the bottom one's better because you literally open a door and chuck yourself in mm-hmm. and you don't have to climb up and make a mm. racket. Very good. Because I was on an overnight train once mm. and I was told to take the top bunk mm. in the overnight train. Um, and I actually don't know what what's better now, but it turned out that there was no space for my bag. Oh, and yeah. so I had to just on my top bunk, I had my very large suitcase as well. Yeah. So there wasn't enough space for my legs. Oh anymore. shit. Oh shit. Man. Uh, eventually rubbish. the people underneath me noticed and they said, Hey, you can just put your bag on the ground if you like. And yeah. And they still- stole everything. <laughs> What? I don't think so. Oh, that's nice of them. So there we are. That's my news. Cameroon. Nice. Uh, is P-pop... We're recording this on a Sunday. Uh, is P-pop work? No. Not the way you do. You two are doing it today. You're Larry as fuck. <laughs> you don't think it's work, Chris? Is it work? Is P-pop work? Um, I suppose... Sometimes maybe a little bit of work, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. for me. I love it. I love hanging yeah. out with you two. Yeah. All right. I mean, <laughs> I love it too. In that sense. Yeah. But what about, so is my time now or, yeah. or our times on Wednesday evenings, is that considered work? Because I do I, use people well, quite it, a bit in. It can be considered things. a work output, I think, because it is a communication to the community. Yeah. Absolutely. So I would consider it, yes, it could be considered a work And if output. you're using it as part of your communication and outreach yeah. thing, then Definitely, yeah, it's yeah. part Actu- of your work. Actually, technically, I think that's correct, yeah. yeah. All right, good. So I haven't been that lazy today then. Not <laughs> at all. <laughs> Is that, was that all you worried about? You've been working yeah. your guts out on a Sunday. Right. Um, I went to a science media training uh, during Ooh. the week. Ooh. Who was, was that with our friend Paul Willis? No, it wasn't oh. with our friend Paul Willis. Right. It was with Joe someone from the Science oh, Media Exchange. I know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I know Joe someone. Yeah, I know Joe well. A uh, couple bits of advice that he had that I think are good hmm. relating to both of you. Number one is that he said if you are given questions beforehand for a radio interview or something like that, yeah. uh, you can have your responses planned, but you shouldn't read them directly from paper. Yes. Because if you're reading directly from paper, it sounds terrible. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chris. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> What? 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 <laughs> and he said that if you want to put out a press release for your science research and then to help out getting it up, uh, taken up by news outlets... Uh, when a news outlet puts up an online article, they are required to add a photograph and they're required to add a video. Ah, so if okay. you can send them a photograph or a picture and a video, yeah. you're much more likely to get put online because you're ticking two of the biggest boxes. Yeah. So, And I've noticed that this week after I heard that, news articles often have always have a video. Yeah. But they're sometimes completely unrelated to the story yep. because they need to put a video in or else it can't be uploaded. Mm. Yeah. So that's where things like Verbalize.science, who can create videos, absolutely, uh, are very handy. Someone else told me that recently. That was me. I came. Do you remember? Actually, I came to your... <laughs> that's part of my news. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> I thought you were just like, oh, someone told me that. <laughs> 
future fellowship application is continuing. Ooh. Have we talked about this? Yeah, no, you mentioned you were going to put one in. Yep. Yeah. Yep. How's it going? Uh, oh, I've got an internal deadline on Tuesday. And how close? There's no way I'm going to have it uh, but done not, by I Tuesday. thought they weren't due till December sometime. So it, that's a month early so that I can get good feedback back. Uh, okay. Good yeah. feedback back. Um, I don't know. I, I'm so I'm seriously working until I can't look at a computer screen anymore. Yeah, I was very bad at cricket yesterday, and my because my eyes felt square, like I was having trouble focusing on the ball. Yeah, because I'd been staring at a computer screen so long. The ball looks yeah. square. I've seen that before. Yeah. Uh, so there we go. So I'm going to keep trying, but Good it's, yeah. well, it's you, hard. You got to change that narrative. You're not going to try anymore because try trying sets you up for failure. Like mm. I'm going to try and do it. Mm-hmm. What you got to say is, it will be completed. You got to change the narrative. Mm-hmm. Think positive. Yeah, right. Yoda says something about there is no try. There's only do. Yeah. So uh, take Yoda's advice. Yeah. Thanks Yoda, and thanks Chris, and thanks Andy. No, You're welcome. You can do it, Smoopy. We have we have faith in you. All right. So it's over to me, I guess. I guess. I guess. Have you finished, Smoopy? Sorry. <laughs> I guess. All right. So thanks to Smoopy. I'm not going to read straight off the paper. Today. <laughs> <laughs> on ya. Shauna, my child, won a gold medal. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, so Shauna won a gold medal for reading. Premier's reading challenge. Whoa. The only gold medal in her class. Well nice. done, Shauna. Maybe you'll appreciate that level of competitive brilliance. Love it. Uh, very is good. Is there a higher level than gold? Uh, I Not that I'm aware of. There is no platinum, I think. There's no francium or dark matter as far yeah. as I'm aware of. So, but, but, well done, Shauna. Nice. Yeah, yeah no, that's very good. Very, nice. very good. Very proud of her. Um, Keelan's now doing half days at primary school, preparing him for that. Oh my God. So you might think that's not great news, but that means next year I've only got one drop off to do. Whoa. Whoa. No more Glenelg primary school than kindy. Just one drop off. Brilliant. Anyone who's a parent out there will understand. Now we had someone really, really important come to one of our group meetings recently and gave a talk on using social media to expand science communication and personalized science information. Does that sound about right? Sounds good. Yeah. Do you know who that important person was? Have a guess. Paul Willis. (laughs) No, his name rhymes with... Joe somebody from the Science Meter Exchange. His name rhymes with Blandy, Blandy Staple Gun. Blanche Dubois. (laughs) Adam Blanche. No, it's our own Andy Stapleton. What? Yep. Andy Stapleton? Yep. He came out to Flinders University and gave a group meeting talk, which oh. was actually expanded to in- to include the Institute for Nanoscale Science and Technology. Wow. That's right. And did he do it out of the kindness of his heart? He did. He did it for nothing except, hold on, no, he did it for a meal. I did, yeah. Gibbo said- Oh, there wasn't actually cash involved. No, nothing. Oh, wow. Nope, no cash involved. But there was a truck burger with sauce and chips, yeah. which was supposed to be mine so chris is still <laughs> dirty about this because yeah. uh look starting to worry about the world a little bit just trying to eat vegetarian as much as i can so if there's a good option good vegetarian option i'll go for it yeah doesn't matter there's a good vegetarian burger at that place yeah that you so i uh, ordered no, is not but continue <laughs> the story <laughs> i ordered falafel burger and a small chips uh-huh. courtesy of gibbo thanks gibbo no gibbo ordered a truck burger with large chips guess what they did i don't know they mucked up the chips 
So they put the large chips with my burger, small chips. So he immediately was like, the large oh. chips are mine. Picked up that plate, right? I'm looking at this falafel burger. What I think is a falafel <laughs> burger. on Snoopy's face as he realized what's happened. And I'm like this. I'm like, that falafel looks fucking juicy. Like, mmm. I'm Do you looking know what I when I picked up my burger? This track burger feels decidedly light. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this falafel burger is so meaty. Yeah. And did Chris finish his burger in two bites before yeah, so you even had one bite? He took, the moment oh, we realised is I looked at mine and went, mm. I looked over Chris and he took one massive half burger bite. <laughs> and I could see in his mind, still taking over like, I wonder if he'll swap. Like, <laughs> I could see it in the back of his mind. And he was like, sorry, man. Oh, I did. Um, uh. Uh. And he was like. You could see it was like, even in his back of his mind, he's like, can we swap? Can we swap? And then I could see the moment when he realized <laughs> he we couldn't. paid for him. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. <laughs> and so then he was like, no, man, you you have that burger. Like there was that just moment where he had to like, it was, it was more like, oh, I guess you better keep that burger then. Yeah. You better. Yeah. Chris I mean, this, always says the right thing. Yeah, always yeah. says the right yeah. thing. Yeah. I don't think it, but he says it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so oh, yeah. And, and the other thing was it. You know, it wasn't when you bite into a truck burger, it's soft because there's so much meat and juice. When I bit into this falafel thing, it crunched. Yeah, it's and got that like, crunchy falafel. What the fuck yeah. is this? It feels, it doesn't feel right. It's too they, light. They fry it on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. And then I bit it and then, <laughs> and then I looked at the burger and then I looked at you and I realized a huge mistake <laughs> had, had been made. Cry. <laughs> and but so you uh, did it yourself. If you were taking a little <laughs> nibble out of that burger, I'd be like, come on. It. You can tell the difference between a falafel and I a piece know, of meat. I, I'm not a real looker at my food, <laughs> I have to admit. I'm more of a diver in it. So Andy's talk was, was actually pretty good. I have to say, actually, pretty amazing. Actually. Yeah, actually pretty amazing. And you got some decent feedback, I think, from the audience? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it was just, it was a round of schmoopy, what you were saying, like every paper you produce should be accompanied with a video like either a, a dynamic text video or mm -hmm. something like and I remember and you saying that the good thing is is that you know even though verbalize.science is a great way for getting that narrative and we can do some of the hard work for you there's loads of free tools online like headliner yeah. and uh uh, Lime 5, I think it's, I forget what it's called now. Anyway, mind blank. Anyway, there's this, there's loads of options to create dynamic text for free um, around a paper. It's just That's what impressed that me the narrative. most. You were quite willing to say, you know, look, there's other things out there. Yeah, absolutely. Verbalize.science might be a starting point, but there's loads of other free things you can yep. use. You don't see many companies doing that. That's no. impressive. Thank you. Give that back means, to the community. That means you've got your customer's interest at heart. At heart. That's and right. That's, or he also wants complete uptake of videos required for uh, publications. Absolutely, yeah. If I can just grow that market, I'm going to earn... Uh, mm. Even if it's a small slice, it's going to be a much bigger market. I didn't market. see the evil side of it. Yeah, yeah. no, there's well, definitely there's an evil always side. one. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for feedback from listeners. Feedback from listeners. Feedback from listeners. Always horrible. Um, so at the Australian Science Communicators Conference, um, I did a podcast. Then people were coming up and saying, do you have a podcast? I, said, I do have a podcast. And I told everyone about it, um, sent off some advice for people about like mic setup, how to how to edit the audio, all that sort of stuff. Make sure you've anyway, got talent on the podcast. Um, Carmen Spears came up. Uh, and I like an email address, carmen at carmenspears.com. Whoa. Oh, we should all have That's those. Professional. That's professional. That is brilliant. Um, she actually, after listening to our podcast, uh, she sent me an unsolicited email after the conference and said, by the way, 
I'm listening to your most recent publish uh, episode of Publish Parish or podcast about awkward conversations whilst walking through peak hour crowd to the station and on uh, and traveling on the train. I am laughing so much I'm covering my lunatic grin with my hand as I'm sure I am making the public around me feel awkward. <laughs> Thanks for the oxytocin. Great show. Oh, that's fair. Look. Thanks, Carmen. If Great we can email. induce awkward embarrassment in front of people laughing so much, then we've done our job. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my God! It's what? time for pregnancy superpowers. And welcome the pregnancy superpower. Lauren. Hello. Hello. How, how's everything going? Just give me a Good. rundown. Give me like, you, like I said, you're glowing. <laughs> Thank Do you. Do you feel like you're glowing? No. Are your nails good? Still good. Good. Yeah. Your skin? Oh, very dry. All but that's right. probably hay fever also. All right. Very yeah. good. Well, welcome. Thanks. Welcome to the Peapop <laughs> Lair. Welcome back, Lauren. I predict your memory is going to be incredible. Why, All right. Why are, are you wearing three pairs of glasses oh, so i didn't want to say anything <laughs> good <about> question <laughs> so i have sunglasses on the top of my head and i have two pairs of glasses that are broken uh-huh. but there's one lens missing from each side so if i overlap one on top of the other i've got two working lenses lauren do you approve <laughs> no <laughs> if you need to read something just close one eye and then re- Oh, yeah, I never thought of that. <laughs> yeah, so now I feel like a everything's mania. kind of in focus, and on the other side, very slightly out of focus. <laughs> yeah, but it's better than my normal eyes. Yeah, great. Good on you. <laughs> Good on you. Um, so uh, I'll go first because mine is the most fun. Uh, as yeah. a reminder to our listeners, mine my pregnancy superpower was the power of eating incredibly fast. Have you been very hungry? Yes, I'm always hungry. Have you noticed an increase in hunger? Yes, definitely. Oh, okay, but so I can't that- eat as much as I used to because there's no room. So ah. that's very upsetting. Is that a it's catch 22 fair. scenario? It is. Oh my God. <laughs> Brilliant. All right. Well, love the, vo- it. the volume of food, there's not too much. So I think you've you got a chance this time, right Lauren. I think that. you'll be fine. Are you feeling hungry right now? I'm actually very <laughs> hungry. <right laughs> <now>. <laughs> Good. Let's, let's do this thing. All right. Let's do this thing. Um, three, do it. two, one, go. Here we go. Oh, Lawrence mm-hmm. already put one Lauren, down. you're fucking power yeah, this, man. Yeah. You should talk less. Yeah. That's going to be hard for you. And he's trying not to talk. He's trying not to wax lyrical while he eats, but he's struggling because Andy loves to talk. Talk rubbish mainly. Lauren's down to business. It's business time with Lauren. It's business time. Business time. Andy's up to his last square. Lauren's got one square left in his Oh, Andy's down to Andy's. Yeah. Lauren's Lauren's done well too. Oh, hold on, Andy's not finished yet. No, he's yeah. No, this is amateur. This is amateur stuff. He's still going. He's still going. Ha ha. He's done. He's got it. Andy's won again. Fifty-two seconds. Okay. Oh, 56 seconds. Not far behind. <laughs> we were getting, catching up. Yeah. Catching up. Good times. Mm. Um, so once again, thank you for participating and allowing me to eat four blocks of oh, chocolate. My pleasure. Perfect. There's a lot more right there. I know. That's more. the biggest bit of chocolate I've ever seen. Maybe we should do one where you try and you know eat as much chocolate as you can. All right, done. Yeah, maybe that'll be the finale. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Till we vomit. Uh, <laughs> Till 
So someone vomits. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be a fun game. Uh, Gibbo. Now it's to- time for the most scientific of the tests, <laughs> the one that is thought out the most. Lauren's memory test. Now, usually we would do Lauren's weight prediction, but we're not going to do it today because... You're a fat fucker and ate it's loads Sunday of food. It's Sunday, 4pm, and I just went to a party and ate loads of food and party. Um, drank lots of beer, so it's not fair on Lauren's cognitive powers. So we're going to do that next time, Lauren. Okay. Your prediction will stand for the next time. Okay. And you, Last time you predicted I would be 102 kilos exactly, oh. so that's what we're going to predict. All right. That's the prediction we're going to keep. Now, memory test. I'm up on the words, Lauren. I'm up on the words. You seem to be just having no problem at all with these randomly selected words. <laughs> I, I imagine this is going to be just as shit as last time. So, <laughs> so just to vary things a bit, I'm going to choose random words between 10 and 12 words. So 10 I'm, and I'm 12? Between 10 and 12, Jeez. I'm mixing it up. You're not going to know, oh, is this going to be a 12? Is Ooh. this going to be an 11? Oh. Is this going to be a 10? This sort of segment is also brought to you by Gibbo couldn't think of three sentences <laughs> with equal number of words in them. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> That could be true. All right. Here we go. Randomly selected words. Gibbo, you still have full and powerful calves and neck. Gibbo, you... Oh, actually, I might not (laughs) remember here. That's all right. I I can do it again. You still have full and powerful calves and... Neck, you say? (laughs) Unbelievable. Wow, those words randomly chosen. Just said it once. Just said it once and she spits it back to me. Exactly correct. Now, this one's got more words in it. Oh, okay. Better pay attention. Cameron and Andy are jealous of Gibbo and Lauren's memory powers segment. Are you? No. <laughs> These are random words. That Cameron don't make and sense. Andy are jealous of Gibbo and Lauren's memory segment. Oh, did I miss a word? Just one word. That's all you missed. <laughs> you missed out memory powers. powers. But there you go. But that's still pretty amazing. That's only one wrong out of like so many words. Now, last one. Stop being envious about this amazing segment that Gibbo came up with. Stop being envious about this amazing segment that. Gibbo came up with. Yes. Out of possibly 30 to 36 words, because I haven't counted up each one individually, you have only got one wrong. That well is done. remarkable. Well That's an improvement, Thank Lauren. You. I don't I think there's any other way. I cannot believe this is a podcast segment. <laughs> oh, my God. Well oh, done, Oh, I Gibbo. can. I can believe oh, it yeah. quite easily. Um, All right. Cameroon, introduce your segment, please. Here, here comes some pseudoscience. Get ready. I am doing the test of smell. Oh, I love this one. Someone once told me that the smell gets better during pregnancy. And so I have three vials of liquid that we're going to pass around. One of them has the rose water smell in it. Two of them do not. You tell me which one has it. Uh, I mark it down. And then because I started at a very low concentration and go up, hopefully we'll see your limit of detection. Nice. Let's begin. Let's do it. One, two, or three. You're at a disadvantage, Andy, because you're sick. Well, you can be like the random control. You can just guess. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I've got... So, even though P-poppers know me as the nasally one, I'm more nasally today. Look. More nasally. It smells like beef. Why does that one smell like beef? It's two or three for me, but I think I'm going to go two. 
Oh, what? Did we get it? Yeah. Yes! <laughs> Done it again. All right. So the results are in. Um, inconclusive. <laughs> <laughs> need to repeat the experiment? <laughs> I might need to make some more samples. <laughs> All right, just like science. That's fine. Yay. That's a result. Yeah, That's well, what happens have. sometimes. You can write about that. That's all right. Yeah. Lauren, yeah. Uh, have you felt that your smell has actually increased outside of this experiment? I think so. Yeah? Yes. What yeah. sort of stuff has been setting you off? Just food. Food oh, smells. Really? Yeah. You yeah. probably would be more sensitive I to food smell smells. Absolutely. Well, a lot more food. Like walking into the kitchen at work, you can... Well, when you're hungry, you do something. smell, I think, better. Yeah, definitely. I wonder if those are related. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. Well, Lauren... Thank you for being our guinea pig and uh, we'll see you next time. See you next time. Thank you for your amazing memory, Lauren. My pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) My pleasure. No question. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) It's time for Topic of the Day. Topic of the Day. Yours was great, Gibbo. You should drink beers more often. Um, Thank you. Thank you. The topic for the day is the slowdown at universities over the holiday period. What happens at the end of the year and the start of the year? And is this unique to university culture? Gibbo, what the hell? Why did I come up with this idea? I guess it's because we're kind of entering that period now, I think. Late November. Yeah. Really? My first question to you guys is when, like, you're both familiar with this period I'm talking about. Yeah. You both worked at universities for a lot of years. When does this period start well, and when does this period end, do you think? You're starting to sense it. So I, I think late November is sensible. People yeah. are starting to, like, you know, conferences maybe are over or maybe they're going to a conference and that signals the end of their proper workload. There's a few things that are happening around now. Yeah. yeah. So, so for me, it's often undergrad teaching is finishing. Yeah. Exam periods are finishing. Yeah. Marking's finishing. Yeah. Christmas honors, parties are starting to get organized. Exactly. Honours and master's students are done and their marks have been collated yeah. and whatnot. So it, that part of the workload is kind of done. Yeah. Yeah. My, I've got my theory on this is that all fixed deadlines have finished. Yeah, that's probably so fairly true. Yeah. exams yeah. are finished. The master's thesis are finished. There's no more, there's no grants due apart from mine Uh, and so there's no fixed deadlines in in australia in december or january yeah so everyone's got their work in and they've just there's a collective (sighs) a bit like that i think everyone's pretty knackered at this so end of november oh i sort of said first of december but you're right sort of last week of november i'd count so when does it end? I think, Shmoopy, you implied that you would say end of January is when this weird period ends. I think so. Yeah, because yeah. teaching begins again and people's, the our grant, major grant round is March. So people yeah. start to think, I've got a month to write my grant. Uh, then they start getting work on that. Yeah. yeah so, so I'd say that's... Fixed that's, deadlines reoccur. That's the two-month period. And it is a bit of a strange little time. And there are a lot of things people are doing still, like you said, going to conferences. Yeah. So there's generally a feeling, I think, wandering around the department that there's a lot less people. So or you thing, even feel like like people just stopped turning up to work. Well, I, I think there's there's less students wandering around, obviously, so that makes the, fa- the place feel um, quieter. There's no honours and master's students because they're finished and they're not coming back in the lab really, so yeah. they're done. So it's really... 
academics, postdocs, and PhD students that are left. And so it definitely feels a lot emptier, and that gives the place a bit of a stranger feeling. But then there are people who are at conferences. Yeah, There's definitely conferences on around this period before Christmas. Uh, and then there's Christmas parties, local ones in the college or school or whatever you're in, and then there's university parties and things like that going on. Yep. So there's a, a bit more of a relaxed atmosphere, I would say, in the air. Yeah. Um, but interesting what you said about grant schmoopies is you're quite right. There are a lot of grants due in March. But the problem is I think a lot of people, and I've heard a lot of people say to me, if you want to do well in those grants and you want to submit a good grant, you've basically got to have the first draft done before Christmas. Wow. Yeah, before the Christmas break. If you don't have the first draft done before then. So that's and, about three months before the due date. Yep. Then you, then Then what happens is you lose so much time during the Christmas break and you'll lose quite a chunk of time in January that if you don't start it till after January, then you can be in a little bit of strife. And that, that fits in with uh, Dr. Rachel Sparks. Yeah. And she was like three months, like get it done and that's your time actually to just get it checked over. Yeah. Now, the big problem with discovery grants is you've got multiple pe- people on them. Yeah. So if you're on your own on a grant, like a fellowship, you probably don't need to worry about that too much, yep. as much. But if you're on a grant with a, like, with a load of other people... You've got to motivate them to finish whoa, it. Oh, you need time. You need time. So there are people probably during this period before Christmas actually writing grants. Yeah, right. And you don't have to necessarily do that at university. You can do that at home. Yep. And so there is, I think, a bit more working from home going on around this period. Are people taking longer, like, lunches? Have you sensed the Yeah, the I think that relaxing? happens as well. I definitely th- I think people can come in later, people can leave earlier. Yeah. And there's no real hard deadlines for teaching that cause problems for yeah, that. Right. So that's definitely happening. Cameron, do you think that's a symptom of the Australian culture? Was it like this in Germany, do you remember? It wasn't exactly like this in Germany I think that we have the stranger thing here in Australia that our year break coincides with Christmas break and it's also the middle of summer. So it's our summer break, our Christmas break and our like teaching break. So it's kind of three breaks all at once. And we're like, yeah, so it like adds on to the sense of relax. Whereas in Germany, it might be uh, just one week over Christmas, two weeks in summer. And I don't even know when the teaching was going on because I wasn't involved. Mm. But they kind of had fewer, uh, sorry, more, but shorter like breaks where everyone was, everyone was away. So there's a few times where I was wondering where the hell is everyone and I was just called, oh, everybody goes away these two weeks. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Thanks for. I, I felt me. <laughs> in the Northern Hemisphere, it was more the middle of the year because that's where summer is. That's, summer. that's yeah, when right. things tend to slacken off a bit. And that's when the strange period Like starts. when I first came to Australia, I remember someone saying, oh, like the Christmas break, that's your holiday. Because I was like an undergraduate, but researcher, but not like. And it, so even there it was ingrained in newcastle in 2005 or whatever it was like go and enjoy yourself like this is the time like the weather's good the whatever go away so mm-hmm. um yeah certainly i i felt i felt it was a australian thing but poppers, let us know do you properly relax or is there another country that really takes their time over christmas yeah um i i, I guess i can only speak for the for australia but i mean there are other things too i note like Obviously, parking becomes easier. 
So you get that period of time. There's you, less less people around. Uh, you park. You, you park love in. the parking conversation. Oh, I do. I, do. Oh, I love it. I love it. We talk about parking breathing all the time. Breathing so heavily. I catch a train to work. Chris, what's 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 up with parking? Yeah. So right. at near the end of the year, you've got all the students have gone, and you've got less people around generally for the reasons I said before. So parking becomes just a dream. Just you can beautiful. turn up whenever you want, and there's parks. It's oh. just awesome. Uh, the other thing that's interesting around this time of year, and this is happening more and more, is that grant grants are being announced. So ARC grants and decrees. Hang on, you're telling me that they're just being written, so you need to get it done before December, but. You're just coming off another round. When does this grant stuff ever stop? So so the people who wrote their grants earlier in the year, say, and got them in in March, they're only just finding out now. Yeah. And and this is a bad thing. Like, So usually it used to be early November. They still don't know. So currently this year, people who have put in ARC grants and decras, it is what? Today's the 25th. Yeah. And they still don't know whether they've got them or not. It's even got its own hashtag on Twitter. Oh. Hashtag ARC delay. Whoa, I didn't know that. People well, yeah. are complaining, and rightly so, because people rely on this money for uh, employment. Yeah, absolutely. And for uh, instrument access. And they can't even book that sort of stuff until they know they're going to get funding. So, yeah, but shame is, on you, ARC. This has been something that's been happening each year. There seems to be politics get involved. And so the deadline, the, the time that people find out seems to be getting pushed back more and more and more. Yeah. So what's happening now is people are going to find out, I assume, next week. And if they are successful, they're going to celebrate. And if they're not, they're going to commiserate. Yeah. So there's going to be more alcohol being consumed for sure. <laughs> more way. early trips to the tavern, I would say, would be happening. And oh. I'd say that happens everywhere. Good on you. So that's the before Christmas period. The after Christmas period is is also a really strange one. So how would you guys describe university? If you took a couple of weeks off and you came back in early January, what's that first week back in January like? Glacial. <laughs> Cold and slow. Yeah, just, just, I actually have the ramping up period. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. Just slow, like, no one seems to come in with a hat, like, no one comes in with, with hustle. That first week is, it's, it's almost like you're coming in on a weekend every day. Nice. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's That's got a good. weekend feel to it. Yeah. It's like, um, you kind of feel like you're doing the university a privilege by being there. <laughs> Absolutely. So you don't really need to work that hard. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. And everyone's got that feeling. So even if you're in, like people are like, yeah, I came in first week. Yeah. No, now, do you think this is the reason Australian research isn't as highly regarded because it's the culture? Like I imagine in the States, imagine we're like us researchers do you reckon we would be like yeah man straight after christmas i'm in there on boxing day i'm there on new year's day i'm getting all my stuff do you think like we just don't have the hustle is this is this just highlighting how shit australians are at researching or uh at hustling for research i i i don't have a frame of reference i mean i know a lot of i've heard a lot of people talk about uh research in the states and yeah. the hours are, are very long and the expectations are incredibly high yeah but i'd have to we'd have to talk again about their summer period what it's like during during the university over the summer i think around christmas i think they have a week off and they're back into it yeah yeah because that's what i think it's like there now during the summer i don't know we need we need to get some information on that all right p-poppers actually we've got a growing listener base in the states get on andymatter.net and let us know on the forum because we would love to know well P-poppers. That's really it for me, yeah. Let us know what it's like in your university. Are you ready for Christmas? Are you getting your Santa outfit out of the loft? Dying your hair green. Dying your hair green. Dying your hair green Participate. like some legends. 
participating in Christmas pageants. Let us know what's going on. Drinking uh, booze, getting drunk. Because we... But drinking sensibly at the same time. Yeah, responsible drinking. Our next section is Science This, where we use our transferable science skills to science the shit out of an everyday activity. And this week, the activity is walking down the street and doing that thing where you almost bump into someone, you both move the same way, and you do that weird dance and then apologize. All right. All right. That is <laughs> daily uh, for me. Every is it? day. Yeah, is, it? Sure. is it? Is it? I'm not a good walker. Well, All right. Lucky for you, Schmooby, I've got the solution. I've got the solution to that problem. All right. Phew. I want to go. (laughs) I I need this. I want to go first because. It may require uh, a totalitarian state. I'm not sure. Because because this may have been done very recently with very little time. All right. (laughs) Uh, Do you know what? Someone said to me once when you're approaching someone and you feel like you're about to do that dance, Mm. there is one thing you can do to stop it. And it, is, it has not failed me to date. Oh, okay. And it is watch their feet. Ooh. Because their feet will tell you what direction they are aiming to go. So whenever I'm crossing a, a like a pedestrian crossing where that normally happens, because it's like two rows of people just like walking towards each other. Yeah. What I just look at everyone's feet. Okay. So I don't I no longer look at like yeah, I just look Traffic, watch the feet. Cars. Yeah, just walk <laughs> yeah. out. If there's feet Trams, I'm trains. walking. <laughs> and you don't think that they're just avoiding the crazy guy who watching down? It's like there's the foot fetish guy. <laughs> what a creep. And I'm like, watch their feet, watch their feet, yum yum yum. <laughs> um but you know what? I, I was thinking what maybe this dance that you talk of, mm. the little like ooh. Oh, oh, like a like a quick kind of tango thing, like da 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 da. I'm like, do you know what? I actually want to increase that. Oh, you like it because people aren't walking as far as they used to. So anything to increase physical activity (laughs) will decrease obesity. This this is a health benefit. This is a health benefit. Absolutely, I am saving the the health cost, the healthcare cost. Billions. Of every company, every country, billions. Absolutely. Trillions. Tri- why Absolutely. not trillions? You care about other people. So, I found this, this paper. It's called Self-Organized Complementary Joint Action, Behavioral Dynamics of an Interpersonal Collision Avoidance Task in the Journal of Experimental Psychology, Human Perception and Performance. I like it. It's catchy, eh? Oh, yeah. Super catchy. I was forgetting it as you were saying. (laughs) I know. I feel like you read the whole paper. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm knackered now. So, uh, look, I read that. It wasn't very much help, but I wanted to include some science. (laughs) Uh, So, So you found a relevant uh, journal title. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well done. Well done. done. Um, But what they found is that as people work together, in fact, um, some people take like an arc approach other people take a straight line. So if you ask people to do the same task over and over again, what you'll do is you'll end up just working together, like self-organizing mm-hmm. complementary actions to make sure that you actually uh, avoid each other. Now, I don't want that. So what you're going to do is, like I said, when you're crossing the road, that's when I think most of the like dancing happens. Yeah, mm-hmm, it's not mm-hmm. a good time to dance because you you're off, you're often rushing. Yeah, that's the road. right. Yeah, you're rushing, and also you're checking your phone. You're looking. You know, you're oh, on your way is. somewhere. Are you checking your phone? Yeah, why not? Oh, that's like true. People, people do. are checking their phones, and crossing. they're not looking where they're exactly. going. Exactly. 
Very good. I like that. All right. Oh, I'm not, that. He likes that. Because I'm going to use that in mine. Can, your <laughs> blood is boiling. Oh, he's got his, I, I'm, you're absolutely correct. He's got his old man like yeah. rage up. Like, people these days, bloody young punks with their phones. No, you're absolutely right. People should be yeah. getting off their phones and watching where they're going. All right. I agree. Out of the three of us, you are the one who looks at your phone the most. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's because well, he hasn't got any apps. He checks his email via the web browser still. I've told you. I'll download the app for you. Anyway. What's an app? Exactly. Um, so, what this what this paper tell, told me is that if you give people enough time to practice together, they'll end up avoiding each other, right? Ooh. So, what I don't want is two people that have approached each other before, knowing like, oh, he's a left stepper, yeah. so I'll also go left, mm-hmm. right? So, what it is is that as you stand up along the either side of the road before crossing... Um, what happens is there's a little kind of guide on the floor that lights up and but it pairs you up okay. to people. And it says like you're gonna like, hey, you stand there, it reads a little chip in your I don't know, in your hand or wherever it's put in the future, yeah. and it goes blue. Maybe this, your foot. Yeah, maybe your foot. Closest to the chip. Yeah. Or someone just comes and scans your skull with a big wand. I like it. Um oh. and it goes bloop, Andrew Stapleton. Right? And then on the other side, it goes bloop. Chris Gibson. Oh, but Chris and I have walked each other. Matched. We've matched before, right? So it's no good. We're both left steppers. We've, we've both approached each other before. Yeah. We may, there's a chance we may not do the the, the little dance. Yeah. Or, I mean, Chris knows that you're going to have your head down. That's right. If he walks towards you, he's going to be blinded by the reflection of Fuck your ball. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Pow. Burn Bam. in my own science. This. How dare it's like you? an old Batman TV show. <laughs> Look at it. Whoa, I love it. Well done, Schmoopster. All right. All right. Good. I know what tone to uh, approach yours <laughs> now like, with. We're being nice, we're being nice, we're being nice. We're supposed to be nice, supposed to be nice. So anyway, so what it does is this thing lines people up uh, in terms of if they've never walked towards each other before, but also maybe it's keeping a record of if they're a lefter or a writer anyway. You want to match two lefters. Well, yeah, exactly. You want a lefter and a writer. Absolutely. Right? And what it does is it sends off, so you push your button, and in Australia it goes... Right? Oh, is that different? Oh, really? In, Aust- in the UK, it's completely different. I've completely forgotten what it is now. But when I land in Australia, the first thing in Sydney is I know I'm in Sydney because, first of all, I hear like the magpies, like yeah. that thing. <laughs> but also, really- thank they you. Go, <laughs> Was that any better? No, really. No, it wasn't. I, I thought I would do really good. I know. I thought I would do well as well. It's weird. So what's the English sound? Is is it something like... <laughs> so when you cross the road, it's, it's the royal... It's a member of the royal family. Off you go! It does sound like vomit, doesn't it? Yeah, vomit in an English accent. Cameron, you go really red when you do that. Well, how do you look when you're about to vomit? <laughs> I guess quite red. I get very red, yeah. Um, I'm a loud vomer. Kate's like, shh. <laughs> like, calm down. Yeah, me too. I can't well, help it. Oh, yeah. me too. Maybe that's why we're friends. Yeah. yeah, yeah we're, we're all, all loud we vomers. vomit loudly. Yeah. That um, anyway, to finish off my <laughs> Sorry, science this. Yeah, continue. Uh, it goes, and we already know there's a high chance that these people walking to each other towards each other are going to have that dance in the middle. Yeah. Right? So, But what we want is the whole whole street the whole load of people crossing 
to do the dance. <laughs> yeah. So they re- they go in yeah. the middle and they're all like, oh, excuse me, sorry, sc- yeah. excuse me, sorry, whoops. Whoop. And it's like the calories are coming off, yeah. people are getting but thinner. Then you, I mean, if you do dance one side and then you dance into another dancing pair. Oh my God, the col- it's a nightmare. You, you don't know where to go. You're, you're dancing around I, four people. You're exactly. A lot of calories then. Exactly. And I feel like there'd be some people that would just sit down out of fear in this situation. Just like, <laughs> I've had enough. I'm sitting down. They're not burning time. calories. No. No. And then we kill them. Uh, they're out of the society. Yeah, they're out of yeah. the society. Well, if they're not going to move. So how do I science the little dance? I'm using it to reduce obesity and using lefters, writers, and this paper that says, don't let people even have a chance at predicting what the other person's going to do. Boom, Schmoopy, he's done it again. All right, he's done it again. He's done it. You again. almost need that. That somehow in a uh, every everywhere along the street. You almost. Oh yeah, every sidewalk, yeah. But, um, every but crossing. Let's start at a crossing and then yep. we'll move towards general sidewalk. You've done oh, it I again. Saying, yeah. So when you look down on a sidewalk, when we've got the sort of futuristic like uh, display sidewalks that are coming, yep. I'm sure in the near future with LEDs and, oh, yeah. and stuff, it's just sending you into collision paths <laughs> with people. <laughs> And you're like, oops, sorry, 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 whoops, sorry, sorry. And then like, do da, do do it. It's like, like a like dance. Some music yeah, comes it is. I'm like, sorry. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Sorry. It could be a it. song. Sorry. Which way are you going? Whoops, sorry, sorry. Whoops, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I said, whoops, sorry, sorry. I, I sense a hit on the horizon. Oh, whoops, sorry, sorry. Uh, uh, sorry. I said, whoops, sorry, sorry. Uh, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Schmoopy, what you got for us, mate? Let's hear it, Schmoops. I like it, Annie. Thank Very you. Good. Yeah. Um, so, the the easy, the, like the simple question to stop people doing their dance is like Annie was trying to make people do is if everybody goes the same way. Yep. So I'm walking towards Chris. Chris walking towards me. We yep. both go left. We're not going to walk into each other. Yep. Um, and so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. We're done. <laughs> apparently, uh, someone once told me as well, apparently I'd know a lot about this subject as well, um, <laughs> that it depends on what side of the road people drive on as well. Ah, so ah. that's what you would think. Ooh. Yeah, right. Isn't it? And so I think in Australia, Ooh. we do mostly go left, but we're not all lefties. I think it's harder in Australia than in other countries that yeah. I've been in. Okay. So uh, in Germany, everybody went right. And it was very simple. Yeah. Uh, and I did some research on this. I was kind of like trying to correlate this to the side of the road that you drive on. Yeah. Uh, and apparently it's not like that. In in Asia, mostly they go left, even though they often drive on the right. right. And uh, even to the point where it's so ingrained in the culture that in South Korea, they had an advertising campaign to get people to move to the right. When they no. came to it, but Ooh. they are not doing it. They're still moving to the left because it's ingrained within them that they move to the left. That is insane that That's the government incredible. would spend money on educating the sidestep. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. Well, I mean, it's like uh, saves time going to work. Um, yeah. Who uh, knows how many billions of dollars yeah. it could save? You know, I reckon it's probably big gyms behind it. Big gym. Yeah, big gym. Yeah. That's right. Because, big gym. Because if if people it's are doing gym. the little dance all the time, they won't need to go to gyms. Oh, yeah. I see. It's big You're gym. absolutely right. Definitely. <laughs> like big it. tobacco and big petrol. There we are, yeah. Big, big oil. Big farmer. Big yeah. farmer too. Yeah. Really big, big gym. gym. Big gym. They're the, they're, they're the fifth in the big five. The fitness hey, mean, industry. Yeah. Fitness twenty four seven. What? They're, 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 they're the neck worst. up in it. Those yeah. guys. Oh, yeah. 24/7. yeah. I like these conspiracies that we come up with. 
So this is what we're seeing here is this group collective thing that's ingrained within a culture. Group think. And so in psychology, this is a concept of the wisdom of crowds. Okay. Oh, Crowd psychology. Love we it. We used that to calibrate can leaders recently. Anyway, keep going. Well, so you, uh, you're very familiar with that. You're incredibly in Incredibly familiar with it. And so it's really just a series of uh, positive reaffirmations of events. So if I walk towards you and I and we both move left, I get a positive thing in my mind that, oh, we move left here. The next time I come up to someone, if I happen to move right for some reason, we do a little dance, it's negatively affirmed in my brain yeah. to not do it. Mm, yep, yep. And so over a lifetime of living in a culture, you just learn that we go left or we go right, yep. something like this. Um, and so what we really need to stop this dance happening. So I think that the left or right thing isn't very well ingrained in Australia. Mm -hmm. It's probably because we have such low population density that you rarely are even coming across someone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're all just yes. wandering around in a kilometer of space on our own being like, where is everyone? It's pretty spacey. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not really getting this real strong wisdom collective. Yeah. So I think that in countries like Australia where we need to really set aside one way left or the right, yeah. we need to start with toddlers when people are first starting to learn how to walk <laughs> right. to get them to move to the left yep a bit, little bit of social on, engineering we, can we just agree that the left is the right way well what what well, benefits well, are there to left or right I don't think this is one of these things why do people drive on the left or drive yeah, on the right I don't right. think there is a good reason yeah. it's, it would probably be better for the world if it was all the same yeah. it would it would maybe we should start with walking the walking shuffle yep why not be proactive and say us as Australia we're going to lead the world. We'll walk on the right. Yep. Everyone else can make their cars drive on the left. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bold. I like it. So we're going right. I've got to rewrite my whole science. Oh, <laughs> oh. Here we go. Has this ever happened before? So we're getting uh, children at a young age, as soon as they learn how to walk, we see them toddling towards an object. We place one obstacle in front of them. If they happen to move to the left... We'll block them with this obstacle. Yeah. If they happen to move to the right, we'll let them go past. Right. Uh, correct. So we. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I win. <laughs> and so as this continues throughout their entire life, of we'll check them up every now and then if they need this break. Uh, and we'll just get them continually going to the right. So we're talking yeah. about like a, a puppy training session, like. Yeah. We're going to positively reinforce this decision. Positively reinforce them moving to the right yeah. around a moving obstacle. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so my science for this uh, part of this is, do you think that would be effective? Uh, so you, we're talking about uh, pretty advanced social engineering. We're, we're taking kids <laughs> yeah. from from childhood level and yep. it's going to have to be an organized structure. Yep. Well, you know what? Everyone's going to have to be in on it. I, th yep. I think it would be great. So... Uh, in the UK, there's like people love taking their kids to like swimming lessons. Like that's mm. kind of what everyone does. It's 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 done in school. Yeah. Like school is, uh, we had to do this uh, water survival course in school mm. where you had to be able to tread water for a minute, okay. and you had to be able to do like 50 meters and swim. Like that was just because water safety was a huge thing. I see this being implemented by the government along the same lines. Me too. Yeah, I love it. Uh, yeah, I'll go along with that today. Yeah, that sounds fine. <laughs> that sounds fine. It could be some civil rights problems, but no, overall, I think yeah. it would be a good thing and overall we would definitely avoid the dance. So I've got a science, uh, I've got a science answer to my question I just said. Oh, my God. 
I'm mate, I've got three groups of kids that I'm going to change how I train them. Nice. 100 oh. kids. 100 kids? Oh, I like 33 that and a third number. each group. I like it. Oh, One yeah. of them are being positively reaffirmed to go left. One of the groups is being positively reaffirmed to go right. Yep. Another group are not being positively reaffirmed either way or the other. They're just being shocked. No, they're just uh, oh, li- living nice lives. Being shocked. Uh <laughs> They'll be shocked by things. I mean, that's part, of, that's part <laughs> well, of growing up. It is, it is. It that's is. life. You can't shield everyone from shocks. Yeah, I mean, the uh, the finale of Breaking Bad, I mean... Oh, what a shock. Yeah. What wow. a shock. That was shocking. I couldn't think of a better one. <laughs> and then to work out which way is the best between left, right, or no way at all, we uh, put them all into a uh, tight space, and then it's the fastest group to walk, to traverse like 100 metres... Uh, 50 on one side, 50 on the other side <laughs> to get everyone across. Yep. Whatever's fastest wins. I love it. What happens to the slow ones? Uh, they lose uh, and they get positively reaffirmed to go the correct way. Okay. All right. So we're not There's ex- a retraining no being process. extinguished here. We, we, no. We're making sure everyone gets through. That's right. All right. Well, I like that, Schmoopy. I like it a lot. Very Thanks. good. Well Very done, Schmoopy. All right. I'm, I love I'm it. done now. Boom. Oh, here we go. Now. Here we go. The- I, I mean, look what I'm up against here. This is going to be tough. Mr. Mega Glasses over <laughs> here. <laughs> Mr. This is like a sh- the shittest One, superhero two. I've ever seen. Not four eyes. I'm six eyes today. If I Eight come eyes. across somebody wearing three pairs of glasses on their face, I'm crossing the street. <laughs> <laughs> We're and not doing the little dance. That's my science test done. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> wearing loads of glasses. Um, no. Look. What? Let's let's you uh, having a joke. Let's 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 <laughs> quiet it down. A laugh. Let's a laugh? Uh, let's bring it down oh. and let's uh, let's let's get serious now. So, right. why does this problem occur? It's because you don't know what the other person is thinking. You All don't right. know what they're yeah. up to. Yeah. What are they thinking? Where are they going? What are they going to do? I, guess what yeah. I'm thinking about. <sighs> you love me. Nope. Well, it's kind of you to think do I'm with, it's to do you with you and it is a kind of love, I guess. My neck is very thick and muscular. My arms are powerful. <laughs> I can keep going forever. Now it's just what you think. <laughs> anyway, how do we get this information? How do we know what the other person is thinking or what the other person ask wants them. to do? We could ask them. Yeah, as you're crossing the road, you go, what way are you going to go? Or we could all start wearing... Indicators. Oh. <laughs> These and are all for the podcast, <laughs> Chris has just revealed some indicators. Indicators. Excellent. These are yeah. already available for cyclists, and yeah. I predict we could wear them as pedestrians. So, yeah. little side ones, you know, you could wear on your side, or they could be on your chest. I tell you what. Or blinkers could be on your back. I was ready to hate this. <laughs> but I'm starting to like it because especially in like places so I was in New York City earlier this this year and it is busy. Mm. If everyone is it had busy? is busy, mate. Yeah. It's so busy. It's cool too. Um if, if people had these, yep. I w- and I'm thinking I'm just gonna extend it. Why not just the full suite of car lights, like a little brake light? Oh, and mirrors. Mirrors oh, well, not mirrors. Nah, not Fuck mirrors. Man, I love little wing mirrors. I hate it when and people. A horn. You're following someone and they, and they stop, stop yeah. all of a sudden. Boom! Brake lights. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You oh yeah, that's right. That is your idea. <laughs> you've taken. <laughs> you've taken a great idea and you've made it even better. However, who did? However, <laughs> I, do you genuinely think that was my idea? <laughs> he does. Isn't it? He does because he wasn't listening to me. The fucking no, bastard. Not really. no, sorry. Sorry. Uh, uh, thank you, Andy and Cameron. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
It wasn't a joint effort. I've had six beers. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> Thank you, Andy, for that brilliant idea. But look, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's let's, let's pull it back a bit. Oh, let's okay. pull it back a bit. Right, and let's for, not forget that, that we have people who are visually impaired. And your idea about the the... Not your idea, but your comment about the phone thing is really true. Yeah, right. So people walking around looking at their phones, they're not looking where they're going. Oh, yeah. They're not going to see indicators. They're not going to see indicators. No. People who can't see aren't going to see indicators. Yeah. So what I'm proposing is an all-over body suit, or not even suit, I'm talking about sensors placed in your clothing. Yeah. Little lasers fire oh. off. Like, a... like my reversing sensors in my car. Exactly. Now, what happens is these sensors, they go off depending on the proximity that a person is. So yeah. the, the closer they are, the, the harder they vibrate. Yeah. And where they are, the sensors on your body vibrate So first. we're talking haptic Ooh. feedback. Holy shit. That's the word I was looking for, but <laughs> yeah. couldn't find. Nice. And these are all over the body. So it would take some training to get used to this sort of yeah. sensory input. Yeah. But Toddlers. Boom. <laughs> Boom. We're doing this with your social engineering combined with my sensing suit. Yeah. And we're using that so people instinctively, not even instinctively, they just know where everything around Can them I, is I've got, based on the vibration in their suits. I've got a product name. What? Laser whiskers. Oh, where's whisker come from? Because like cats how- use whiskers oh. to get around. <laughs> yeah. Laser whisker. I love it. So you have a whole a whole suit, not even a suit, sorry. You just put these sensors in your clothing, yeah. right? Yeah. And they just vibrate, like I said, proximity. And that's Can how I you know. choose which bit where I get vibrated? Oh, uh, you're going to want them... Located around your groin. It would need to be a sensitive area. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah no, there will be people walking towards you in that region. I would be so running towards people, going that, like, "Vibrate me!" That will have to happen, uh, and that would be what what you would wear. Now, obviously, this wouldn't be just for people who are who are, who are um, uh, sight impaired or visually impaired. Obviously, this could be for basically everyone. anyone. Yeah, it's like a little superpower. And there is precedence in this where they've actually developed sensors for people so they can sense the magnetic field of the Earth. So you can nice. actually increase the number of sensors that people have so using like, this kind of like technology. Like a pigeon, they can start to like yeah. navigate. Yeah, yeah. And this has been really effective. And therefore, a boom. A boom. <laughs> We're done. Music is provided by the awesome Adelaide-based band Voice Rom. Go check out their stuff on their Bandcamp website. Also, remember to subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app, like our Facebook page, join in the forum. Anybody on it? Anybody on it? And need to leave us a review on wherever you get this podcast into your face because that apparently helps the most. Cameron, sponsor for the week. You were just listening to your published Perishable Podcast and it was brought to you this week by our future sponsor, Laser Whiskers. Oh, Haptic sensing, don't you bump into someone. I love the tagline too. Final farewells. Goodbye from Gibbo. Bye. Bye.